This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. I want us to take God's word and look together into the Psalms. And find, if you would please, Psalm 46. Psalm 46. And I think this is a very helpful passage of Scripture for us, especially concerning the events of this week and the uncertainty of the days uh, before us. And uh, I think that there's no doubt, at least in my lifetime, what I am seeing is an unprecedented level of alarm and measures that are taken in our nation. And uh, I'm praying that God will help us and uh, give us wisdom and discernment. And uh, I, I'm looking to him. This past Wednesday evening when I came home from church and I began to see the news as it came uh, almost like an avalanche, concerning the reports of cancellations, uh, the alarms, the fears. And uh, then on Thursday evening, thinking of how we as a congregation are trusting the Lord and moving forward and all that we believe God is leading us to do. And in the midst of all this, the coronavirus. And I, I'll just be honest with you, um, my heart was overwhelmed. Uh, like a hull of a punctured ship, I was taking on water. And my vessel was beginning to sink. And so it was obvious, and it was obvious to my wife and to my children that I was concerned. I was concerned for our church. I was concerned for you. I was concerned for our family. I was concerned for our country trying to process all of these extraordinary measures that it seems are being taken. And what do, the, what do these things mean? And how do, you, how do you process the information? How do you know what is reliable, especially when there are conflicting reports? And in the midst of it all, as I began to sink down, I reached for the lifeline. I called my wife and my children, and we came together in our living room, and I began to read the Bible. I began to read portions of the Psalms that I had highlighted, and they took on new life, new meaning, it was as if the Lord himself came into that room and sat down beside me. And with loving arms, embraced me and strengthened me. And what is it that the people of God need in these hours? They need strength. They need help. And where do we find it? In the word of God and in the presence of God. 
where there is peace. So I ask you to read with me in Psalm 46 this morning. I want to encourage you as I read this passage that you would read it along with me. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. That word Selah means to meditate. We'll begin together in verse 4. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. I call your attention to verse number one, where we find these words, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I want to speak to you on this subject this morning, a very present help in trouble. There's no doubt that we are in a time of trouble in our nation and in our world. We face trouble. In fact, Job tells us in Job 14 in verse number 1, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Trouble comes to us. Trouble is the result of sin. Not sin necessarily on the part of those who experience trouble, but on a result of sin, the sin of humanity. And because of our sinfulness, trouble is a part of our world. You see, when man sinned against God, then death was the result. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. The Lord said to Adam, in the day that you eat of this fruit, the fruit that I have told you not to eat, in the day that you eat of it, ye shall surely die. You see, we see that suffering and sorrow and death are the results of sin. That is the greatest disease to ever enter in to the bloodstream of humanity, the disease of sin. And the symptoms are tragic. And trouble comes because we live in a world that is filled with sin. And so in our trouble, what we find in this passage is that God is our help. Aren't you glad? Are you not glad that we have help today? Our help is in the Lord. Psalm 63 and verse number 7, because thou hast been my help, the psalmist said, therefore in the shadow of thy wings uh, will I rejoice. We have someone who wants to help us. It is the Lord. And he desires not only to help his children, he desires 
to help a lost and dying world. You see, when that sin came into the bloodstream of humanity and sorrow and suffering and death came with it, the Lord in his love and in his mercy provided help for us. He provided a way of redemption. He himself became a man and as a man became uh, as a servant who was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He took our sins and bore them on his, in his own body and made the payment for our sins and imparts to us eternal life if we will believe and receive him. God helps us in our trouble. The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Aren't you glad to know that God is your help in trouble? But not only is he my help, he is a present help. He's a present help. You know what the word present means? It means in this passage to be found. Aren't you glad that help can be found? Aren't you glad that in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this panic, in the midst of this concern, we have a God who can be found. We have a God who cares. We have a God who is touched with a feeling of our infirmities. We have a God who is willing to engage himself with us, to come to our aid and to help us. He is a present help. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse number six, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Perhaps today God will use this trial, this affliction in our world to show men that he may be found and perhaps many will call upon him. He says, call ye upon him while he is near. The Lord is near. He is nigh unto us. Verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. You know, those who go about the, the, the busyness and the, and the pace of their lives with no regard for God, with no regard for God's truth, with no regard for righteousness, who in their pride and in their contempt shake their fists in the face of God, perhaps in this crisis they will be brought to an awareness of the brevity and uncertainty of their own lives. Perhaps they will begin to examine their soul and perhaps while he may be found, the wicked will repent of their sin and turn to a holy God. You see, he's a present help in the time of trouble. He said, and let him, Isaiah 55, verse 7, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. This is a time for the church. This is a time for Christians to return unto the Lord. This is a time when God will desire to bring revival, no doubt, to our hearts, to our homes, and to our church, and oh, how desperately we need it. And perhaps God will use this trouble to turn us to him again. Seek the Lord while he may be found. He said, and he will have mercy upon him. 
Aren't you glad that our God is a God of mercy? He's a God of love. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Where sin did abound, the Bible said that grace did much more abound. You see, God in our trouble is our help. He is a present help. That means he can be found. And then notice the word that is used here to describe the help. Not only that it is present, but that he is a very present help. Don't you like that word? He is a very present help. That means in high degree. God is able to help us, and God is willing to help us, and God can be found. He is a very present help in time of trouble. Here he is in high degree making himself available to us. Oh, praise God. We do not have to walk a dark path alone. We do not have to work through the, walk through the panic and the crisis and the chaos alone. We have our present help in the time of our trouble. He's our God. And we look to him this morning. And we will look to him tomorrow. And we will look to him next week. And we will look to him perhaps as the number of, uh, of cases increase. And we will look to him perhaps as more restrictions are imposed. But we will continue to look to our God who is a very present help in time of trouble. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will lead us through. That doesn't mean that Christians may not come down with the coronavirus. That doesn't mean that we won't have Christian people whose lives end here on this earth because of the coronavirus. But let me tell you what will happen to them. They will enter into everlasting life. Friends, I want to tell you something. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. As we sang earlier, God will take care of you. We have committed our souls to him. We can trust him with our lives. We can trust him with our finances. We can trust him with our needs. He is our God, a very present help in the time of trouble. I want you to notice some things about him this morning. Number one, the Lord is our strength in trouble. He's my strength. What do I need? I need help. Well, what kind of help do I need? Oh, Lord, I need your strength. I am weak. I am undone. Isaiah said, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of an unclean people. The, the Bible says that while we were yet without strength, without ability, without power to, to please God and to live a righteous life, uh, yet Christ died for us. He became our strength, and he gives us strength. Verse number one of this Psalm, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The word refuge means he's my shelter. The word strength speaks of the fact that he gives me power. God is my shelter. He's my fortress. I run to him. He is the rock upon which I stand. He is the rock upon which I build my life. In the midst of the shifting sands of our culture and our times and of the chaos that is all around us and of this crisis, I have a solid rock that I stand upon this morning. 
It is the Lord Jesus. I have a place of refuge to protect me from all the fiery darts of the wicked and all the tactics of Satan to take such a thing and, and, and to, uh, to expand it and, and, and to, to, to cause me to think that this threat is going to destroy me and destroy my family. I can run to the Lord and I can embrace his feet and I can be safe and secure under his wings. He's my strength in trouble gives me peace when the world is falling apart. Notice what he says in verse number two, therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, though it seems that everything is about to fall apart or come apart, I can run to Jesus and stand on the rock. With him. He is my protector. The Lord Jesus said to his disciples in John 14 and verse number 27, peace. I love that word, don't you? Peace. I, I got to tell you, there have been moments this week when I haven't had too much peace in my heart. Trying to make decisions, trying to help everyone as much as I possibly can, trying to take care of my own soul. There have been moments when there haven't been much peace. But when I've been willing to allow the Lord to speak peace to me, when I've been willing to look to him, he says that wonderful word, peace. When those disciples were on board that ship that night and they saw Jesus Walking to them upon the sea, he brought peace. When he fell asleep in the back of the ship, they were sailing across the sea. He was sleeping. The storm was raging. They went to him and said, Lord, carest thou not that we perish? Oh, friend, we're not going to perish when Jesus is on board the vessel. You just make sure you stay on board his. And he stood forth and he said, peace. Be still. He is the God of peace, and he imparts peace to us. He said in John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. Oh, listen, it is a part of our inheritance. He is leaving it with us. It's better than gold and wealth. It is the peace of God which passes all understanding, and it will keep our hearts and minds. He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Well, how do we, how do we not fear? Well, we, 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 can, we can have faith in the presence of fear. And that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And, and that faith is what will help us in the midst of fear and deal with our own fear to look to God and trust him. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. You see, the Holy Spirit does not impart fear to us. When I'm fearful, there's one thing I can know. This is not of God. This is in my flesh. This is of the world, but this is not of God. And so I must learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I must learn to depend upon him. I must allow God to speak to me. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, 
but of power. That's ability. Strength. My ability? No. His ability. Do, do you think God is in crisis mode over coronavirus? No. No, he's not waiting on any task force. He's, he's not waiting on any governmental decisions. He's not in the heavens saying, I, I don't know what's going to happen to the Tabernacle Baptist Church or to any other church. No, no. No, he's in control. He has power, and he will use this for his glory. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. We can rest in his strength and in love of love. We need to make sure that we are staying in tune with God and filled with his love. And in the days ahead, we will have opportunities to show love to our church family. Uh, we'll begin to mean more to each other. We, we won't take as much for granted. Maybe we'll be willing to forgive some of the petty things that have come into our hearts and minds about our brothers and sisters. Maybe we'll begin to see the big picture and God will fill us with his love. And we can demonstrate that love to a community of people who need to experience it. And of a sound mind, the ability to discern things, the ability to make good judgments, the ability to remain calm in the face of panic. And so may God help us. The Lord is our strength in trouble. Would you read verse 1 again with me? Let's read it together, church. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Uh, now we go to the second thing that we think about this morning as we think about the Lord as our help. And that we find in verse number four. There is a river. <laughs> hey, in the midst of all this trouble and strife, there's a river. Now what does a river do? Oh, a river is a picture of tranquility, is it not? It's a picture of beauty and it's a picture of life. You see, in the midst of the despair, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the difficulty, as the armies enclose the city of Zion, as they surround it, as they try to cut off all the routes and the roads and the access points to get into the city, as they try to convince the dwellers of the city that there is no hope, what they don't know and what they do not have access to is the river that is flowing through the midst of the city. And may I tell you, friend, that we have a river that is flowing through the hearts and minds and the souls of God's people that will never run dry. You see, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Had that right early. That sounds like an Appalachian expression, doesn't it? That right early. Sounds like something I would have heard my grandparents say. And I like to hear those terms. I, they just encourage me to hear those terms. Where do they get terms like that? Well, they get some of them right out of the Bible. That right early. That means God, he's not taken by surprise. He's not called to sleep. He, the Lord of Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. No, he's in the heavens and he's making plans and he's always on time. In fact, he's always early. 
God is going to take care of us with his supply. This river that gives water, that gives life, he's in the midst of her. Oh, the Lord Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse number 37, he said, in the last day, in that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Who's the source of that water? It's the Lord. He gives the supply. People are concerned. They're flooding the grocery stores. One of our men texted me this week. He said, Pastor, I've never seen anything like it. He said, the stores are wiped out. Of all things, you can't find toilet paper. I don't understand that. Neither do you. But yet we'll go out and buy it. Because we're afraid we're going to run out. We're concerned about our supply. We're concerned about provisions. We're concerned that we're going to be cooped up in our homes and contained, and we're going to run out of things. I want to tell you, friend, the Lord has promised to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. Do we trust him that he will do what he said he would do? He's our supply. He's the supply of gladness. He's the supply of joy. He's our supply of peace in the midst of this trouble and difficulty, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Notice in verse 5, God is in the midst of her. Where? In the midst of his city, in the midst of Zion, in the midst of his people. That's what Zion signifies. May I tell you that God is in our midst this morning, that God will be in our midst tomorrow at work, that God will be in your midst tomorrow at home as you watch the news or maybe as you choose not to watch the news and as you pick up the pages and open the pages of God's word, can I tell you something? That God will not leave you nor forsake you and he is your supply. Here's what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to stay close to the banks of the river. I would encourage you to carry your vessels to the river, to dip them in the water, I would encourage you to stay clean in the brooks of the river. I would say to you, let's stay in the stream, and God will gladden our hearts. He's a very present help in time of trouble. The Lord is our strength in trouble. The Lord is our supply in trouble. May I give you the third point this morning? The Lord is our sovereign in trouble. That means he's in charge. He's in control. He, he, is not, he is not confined by the research of the infectious disease specialist. He is not under the constraints of the World Health Organization. And that does not mean that we will not listen to people who desire to help us and who have the expertise to help us. What I'm saying to you is this, God is in control. He's in control. Notice in verse number 8, Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear asunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. This is a prophetic psalm, verses 8 and 9, where the psalmist is looking ahead to the time when the Lord Jesus Christ rules and reigns 
physically, visibly upon this earth when all the enemies of God are put down and when the Lord Jesus is ruling and reigning. But may I say this to you? He is in control in this moment as much as he will rule and reign in those moments. He is bringing all things to pass according to his word. If you look at the prophecies and study the prophecies that testify of the birth of Christ and the life of Christ and the death of Christ, it gives you great confidence to know the prophecies concerning the coming again of Christ shall surely be fulfilled. He's our sovereign in trouble. Notice verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. What is God's purpose for the coronavirus? I I can't know all of God's purposes, neither can you, but I know this is part of God's purpose. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. How will he be exalted? He will be exalted in part when God's people exalt his name. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men into myself. It is the responsibility of Bible-believing Christians in the local New Testament churches to hold forth, to hold high the standard of the message of the gospel, to lift up Jesus and to allow the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God to draw all men unto him. He is our sovereign, he has a purpose, he has a plan, and we can rest in his plan. He is in control. He's in control. And that means I can trust him, doesn't it? We've had a lot of trouble come to us this week, unexpected. And we have more to face. How shall we face it? We shall face it. By looking to God. He's our help. He's our present help. He is a very present help in the time of our trouble. He will give us peace in the midst of panic. In an ever-changing world, we have an unchangeable God. In an age of misinformation. We have a source of truth that we rest upon. Verse 11 closes, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's our king. Let's serve him. The coronavirus and all the fallout from it is a great problem, but it's a greater possibility as we serve the Lord Jesus, as we lift him high, as we go through trouble, and we surely will. We'll love one another. We'll care for one another. We'll testify the wonderful works of Jesus. We will be filled with power and love and sound minds. We'll have moments but we'll continue together to look to the Lord and he will help us. He will help us. He's our strength. He's our supply. And he's our sovereign. Would you say 
the last word in verse number three with me. Would you just say it with me? Are you ready? Selah. Look again in verse number seven. Find the last word. Selah. Look again in verse number 11. Would you say it with me? Selah. You know what that word means? Meditate on this. Meditate on this. Think about it. Dwell upon it. Get a hold of it. Grasp the truth of it. Allow God to fill you and keep you with this truth. He is my strength, my supply, and my sovereign. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.